Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Everybody and welcome back to Rule the Roost podcast. It's uh, yeah, it's, it's been a it hasn't been a long summer at all, has it? Really, I only, I only did a podcast a few weeks ago, but I'm allowed a break, aren't I? Hasn't been much to talk about, or has there? I think there's been quite a lot to talk about, hasn't there, Spooky? How are you doing, mate? Yeah, a, a fair bit. I'm doing really well. I'm I'm buzzing. Usually the summer, you, you as a Spurs fan anyway, you you kind of try to enjoy as much of it as you can before we start arguing amongst ourselves about the lack of transfer uh, uh, announcements and, and new players coming in. But um, it's a bit different this year. It's a bit surreal. Let's, like, let's, all, let's getting, getting it all done, and it's, what, the 1st of July today. We've had, we've had what, four players coming. So, well, I mean, you say, jumping back to what you're saying, you say you're sort of good, you're in a good place. I saw you um, getting a bit of trouble yesterday on Twitter because you reacted to... Something an Arsenal <laughs> fan was saying, and I saw a guy being like, "Look, come on, don't don't let this teenage like bullshit kind of pollute your mentality and all this type of stuff." And I, I you know, I could have jumped in to defend you, I could have white knighted it, but I didn't. I just sort of, you know, let it let it slide by the by. But to the point, like I kind of see where you did, like this this summer, right? Uh, following them. Not only getting brutalised, in the words of, I think, Gary Neville, wasn't it? Or Jamie Redknapp, I can't mm-hmm. remember. Yeah. yeah, Neville. At the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, a.k.a. White Hart Lane. And subsequently missing out on the Champions League. And seemingly, whatever, comforting themselves with whatever they think their vision of a future is now. Arsenal fans, a lot of them anyway have absolutely lost their minds this summer. I've never I've honestly even even in the kind of years when you know we were doing we were flying under Pochettino and everything I've never seen them like they are now. I mean they they've lost it, haven't they? It's 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 to it's quite to something. Just, yeah, it, it is, but just to just to clarify, I'm never triggered by anything like I mean obviously people read things the way they probably assume that I'm delivering the message you know it's like why are you letting them get under your skin it's like and I I might playfully say that I'm triggered about something but it's just fun and games and it is wildly entertaining I mean even though you could step back and say spook mate you're you're a bit of an old git you know you're you're literally quote tweeting probably kids children people under the age of 18 19 that don't know any better you know, there, there, there was some something I saw today. Someone saying that Tottenham's uh, announcement of Richarlison was 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 like pathetic uh, because <laughs> this, <laughs> and, is, and, this and, is where it's at now, and, though. You know, yeah, and and it's and like he was saying that like, when we, you know, I can only get excited about players based on how they're announced. So, 
How do, what what are we actually doing now? Like uh, this is not this is no longer about football. This is just some weird underbelly of of ego and vanity and 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 just kind of meta level bantering of, of things that are completely redundant in the grand scheme of things. Like and and this is where of often I, if I paid more attention to the details and thought this is literally a FIFA playing teenager who who's got different ideals uh, around how to consume and digest football you know what am i really doing here but it's fun it's too it's too much fun because we all know that there are far more mature i'd, I'd, I'd say adults in with inverted commas that are still behaving in very similar ways that um and that's football you know you take advantage of a moment of clear strength over a rival team and you make sure that you mock and laugh at your rival because they will do exactly the same thing to us if if the the roles were uh, flipped flipped around. So it, it's how can we not take up? And this is what I mean. I usually I take a break, but I can't because a Spurs are doing bits in in the transfer window, and 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 b because the content, the satire, and it's not even satire. It's it's genuine straight up opinions of some of these gooners bloggers and writers and journalists supposedly if you believe their bios trying to counter everything that spurs are doing it's like just worry about your your football club like I mean, why are you constantly comparing yourselves to us and and you know answer that question and, and you kind of know why they they're doing it is because they are broken was some of it's hilarious i mean before the kind of the transfer started rolling in, and we will get—I do want to get granular on those because I haven't—I haven't done any podcasts yet since we started signing anybody. Um, but when you kind of even look at the the mental gymnastics after they didn't qualify for the Champions, League, oh, it's too soon for us. Actually, we 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 actually don't want Champions League. It's too soon in the project. We don't we don't want to expose our young squad. To- bollocks! Absolute bollocks! You know, are you, and this is like you say, this is journalists. This is like that lad from four four two and a few others that are tweeting this absolute, just you know, it's like Ministry of Truth level bullshit, <laughs> and it's it's glorious to see. And you, do you know what it is most of all? Is it shows you that we're not. This isn't same old Spurs. We're we're not getting carried away. We're not. People are getting rattled now. They're, they actually are. And the thing is, I think, you know, in deep down in a, in the sort of psyche of a lot of Spurs fans, like, we're not even getting... I saw, like, um, Max Rushton posted out something, being like, this is only going to make it all the more painful when it inevitably kind of fucks up all this excitement about Tottenham. And do you know what? Most yeah. of the replies... And he kind of tried to do, oh, I see I've made everybody angry. People, I, there are a few like kind of whatever, but I, th- I think most people were just a bit like, "This ain't it, mate." Like, it's a, it's different now. It is a bit different, and I think most Spurs fans I talk to, we don't even have that kind of, "Ooh, we better not get too excited about this kind of thing." It, it feels very different. It feels like there's real what? purpose and precision to mm. what we're doing. Yeah, you exactly. Know, I, I bemoaned last year, and I I, bem- I jumped on Conte. What's he expect? Why why is he coming to Tottenham? You know, he wants to moan about the kind of the squad, the ambition, the vision, the the roadmap 
of what Tottenham can be and what they can achieve. Why is he coming to Tottenham now? And you know we're not going to overhaul it. We're doing it. We're doing it. We, we're, we're either just kind of chalking off La Celso and Ndombele. But essentially, our summer is not hinged on whether or not we sell them. I think if we sell them, great. That's an added plus. But we're just doing business. And yeah. finally... Obviously, we've had we've had COVID. We've had the emotional kind of. It's been it has been gut wrenching emotionally. The end of the Pochettino era, the Champions League, letting go of the old stadium, White Hart Lane. But suddenly now, it it feels new. It feels fresh, and all of my kind of whatever you know the the nostalgia I've had about the old ground and everything. It's never going to go away. It's you know it's where I first went to watch a football match with my dad, that yeah, type of thing. Yeah, you can't. You're anchored to those memories. Exactly. But now, at least, everything we were promised about the stadium, it's starting to look like, look, it's it's printing money. You know? <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> and we're doing this sustainably. It's not a Manchester City. It's not a Chelsea. We're up there spending good, big money on big players. On good players. We're buying the best players of teams in the tier below us, that's what big clubs do. And finally, we've arrived at that point that we're doing it as is promised. And, you know... <laughs> and we're doing it. We're doing it in a way that, that's often, you know, you I say we, the royal we as a collective, we've maligned, you know, Spurs, you know, just trying to skip away from the, 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 the kind of um, distorted narrative uh, the media and, and even some of our fans have on Daniel Levy. It's just that we haven't gone around, we haven't gone about our business rather in the transfer market decisively, and and with that kind of um, that that ideology or methodology rather that fits in with the culture that the that the club are trying to lead with and the manager. See, it's all those parts have never quite fused together properly. And, and and often in football you get lucky. I mean, I I joke about Tottenham being accidental heroes all of the time. Like the way we we Martin Yo falls into our lap, you know, because Santini was a, a complete disaster and all the other things that happen. Usually it's not done by design, and and perhaps you don't get to do that by design until you actually win something. And 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 obviously that foundation that all the other top top clubs have had over the last twenty years is because. They didn't miss the boat with Champions League and Sky Sports back in the day. And they, they took advantage of that and stabilised themselves. And, and they have that foundation. We don't. And, and and it's not that we haven't tried to win things. It's just that we've never had that extra little bit of something to get us across the line. And usually it's, it's Spurs being Spurs. We kind of reach for the stars, i.e., trying to win the league under Pochettino arguably is what they the players and the manager wanted but the reality was if we had just focused on a cup or two we would have won that but it's it's that mentality Spurs even though we're criticized for not being strong mentally we have had that energy of like we want to achieve something it's that's that's not been missing it's the other things that support that that have been missing and and, you know, again, accidentally or not, having Conte, uh, Paratici appointed, the, the, the restructuring of of um, coaches, the fact that we're going to bring in a set-piece specialist, supposedly, we're now backing Conte in a way that has never we've never experienced that before for a long time. And maybe because of financial constraints, even though people would argue 
that we've had the money before to spend because we've spent a lot of money on on a, on a lot of big players that have flopped. But it's again, it's all the variables locking into place, and none of this feels, you know, not but none of us. We're all still grounded. I mean, you know what? Um, I've forgotten his name momentarily. When when he's joking, he's self deprecating. Uh, uh, Max Rash, uh, not Max Rashford. What's his name? Rushton. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, fuck's sake. Uh, um, he, you know, he's just doing the... T- I know he's kind of like a Spurs supporter, sort of. Like, he's second team. He's a bit um, He's a bit man versus food, isn't he? Let's be real. Yeah, but yeah. I, 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 I've always liked him. I don't mind him at all. And and um, he, he kind of gets the self-deprecation of the football club. It's why we we have great survivability. Uh, in 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 always picking ourselves up and going again because we kind of expect the worst because that's what football is for most football clubs you don't it's not it's not like it's failure it's just the result of other teams being better than you consistently and us trying to break that it would appear on paper it would take a lot but it's like Spurs have literally just flicked that switch. You know, it's it's just it's almost like an instantaneous. Oh well, we're actually in a position now to back ourselves, and because we've got the right manager, we can do it in the right way. We're not going to go out and buy a Celso and an Endombele. We're actually going to look to sign players that are fit for purpose, that are required, that can strengthen the squad and the depth and give the manager that tactical flex to do what he wants to do and protect against burnout and. All the things that you need that are standard, standard, um, uh, um, just standard strengths that you need to be able to compete, which, again, we've had maybe 60, 70% of in the past. And now we're not 100%. It's impossible to be 100%, but we're heading in the right direction. So just to wrap it up, this little TED Talk, it's it comes down to... And the reason, the reason I get so protected, uh, protective of, you know, back uh, Richarlison and back what Spurs are doing and, and try not to be... It's because, like, if we're going to beg our club to behave like a like a big football club, then we should collectively behave like, like a fan base following a big football club and just get behind them. And, and, yeah, I'm not saying don't be critical, don't have your feet grounded don't be maybe a little bit cynical about this sort of the other we're always gonna we're human we're always gonna have that in everyday life let alone football but this is what we've always wanted so don't pick holes in it just back the team and yet you know i'm still seeing people pick holes in it so it's always gonna it's always gonna be way people are always gonna want to have a take or you know and i i i get it i i you know we've all been there we've all been in a place where sometimes you just you're not at the party, you know, for whatever reason, you, you, you kind of, you, you see things a bit differently and that's kind of, you know, that's varieties of spice of life and all that sort of thing. I yeah. mean, I, I do think that, you know, I think now in my head, yeah, he hasn't always gotten it right and everything, but I've got to say, you know, I think I'm getting to the, to the kind of, you know, the, the, the phrase that everybody likes to use that puts some respect on the name of, Daniel Levy, mate, I'm, I'm becoming almost a fully fledged like Levy convert. You know, I've I've always <laughs> I've veered between the two. I've kind of been back and forward, and but now I when I just I look at where we are. You know, look at the world, look at society, 
look at things we take for granted. Progress isn't progress isn't inevitable, you know. Unless it's worked on, unless it's maintained, the rock kicks in. Things go wrong. Yeah. Things go awry. Yeah. But we can look at right. We can choose to look at this two ways. We can look at kind of wherein it came in, and we can look at how trophies have dried up. But that, to me, is to ignore the fact that pretty much when it came in, Roman Abramovich came in. And then shortly after that, Manchester City had a big takeover. And football completely changed in a way that, you know, it, it just went through another great refresh. We had the, the Premier League and that kind of come through. And then we've got this kind of latter-day Premier League, this latter-day Champions League. These kind of beasts that they've both become, these huge corporations have completely changed the face of football and what we understand it to be so yeah okay we can get angry that we maybe haven't won the odd league cup because we've been prioritizing literally trying to win the premier league or the champions league but really i I don't really take it that way i look at the kind of the consistent champions league football the stadium whether you like it or not that we've delivered the (laughs) we've been to a champions league final the the, the the even try, on a really trite kind of basic level but the fact that Tottenham wear Nike kits now we're one of like Nike's flagship clubs the whole image everything around the club where we are now has been a steady and careful building kind of of that and we we can we can, we can say he got lucky with Pochettino or he got lucky with Conte or this or that but we were still there. How how many times are we going to get lucky, and how how are we going to mm. look at this kind of this this upward trajectory this club has been on, and say it's all about luck, and it's not about the design that, to mm. be honest, <clears throat> Levy has consistently stated. He's consistently kind of put forward this vision of building a club that is going to take patience. It's going to take time, but it looks like we're actually there now. <laughs> you know, is this is the is this what the promised land looks like, Spooky? Do you know what I mean? Like, is this Tottenham now, world-class manager, world-class facilities, players wanting to come and play for us? I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but like, you know, I look at us and I just I just feel like we're just, we're just clear of Arsenal now. We just are. Like, yeah, it, right, okay, they've won a couple of FA Cups in the past few years, but the Emirates, like, it's, they jumped the gun on that. You know, it's, it's fallen to pieces already. You know, leaks in the roof. The concourses are a mess. Like I did a, I went to a sort of work thing in the, in the, someone I was working for. There was like a, I went to the hospitality basically at the Emirates. It's awful. Like it's it's terrible. It's it's <laughs> tin pot. Like you know, even the, they can't even get their prawn sandwich bit right. You know, it's, and I just I I look at kind of the stature of our club now and. Again, I, I don't really know how how young the sort of the demographic is that listens to this, but for anybody that's probably you know I'm I'm 37 now, and literally when I was from like me growing up watching Spurs, I missed yeah. all the good stuff in the 80s. So yeah, and and let's let's be real, mate. Even when we were good in the 80s, we weren't <laughs> we weren't winning the European. We, okay, we won the UEFA Cup, but we weren't winning the European Cup. We weren't doing what Everton were doing, winning the league every other year. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? We weren't doing what Liverpool were doing. We didn't do what Villa did. Like, we were still a good team. But Spurs have never been like... We've, it's, it's, the, it's the in Bruges thing, right? It's the purgatory. We've, we've never been like 
other than in the sixties, the cream of well, the crop. Well, this is it. We've just know? been a we've been a cup we've been a cup team. You know, we've we've been a cup team, and and like if you the, the couple of things I I, I want to unpack the the, the I'll, I'll come back to the whole are we clear of them not down the road in in a moment? But that just, might be emotion, but you know we are. But we are. <laughs> we are. Fuck them. <laughs> Uh, the, the the stuff around City and Chelsea, I mean, uh, here's me banging on about the foundation set by the, the original Champions League money and, and the Premier League back in the day, like birthing the Sky Sports top four and that massive gulf and us being on the wrong side of it. You know, it, it, if you look back at the last 15, 20 years alone and, and, and look at the way we, we started progressing, I guess back in 2006, when that gap, when that gulf um, started to, well, we started to bridge to bridge it. To be fair, everybody did, um, and the the quality between the top top teams was was far closer. Now, had there not been a Chelsea or a City in terms of the money that was pumped into those clubs, we could be talking about Spurs having won the league by now, or or, or, or several cups. I think the the, the standard of football. That we've played over the uh, over the years and the players that we've had, I know this means nothing. Uh, genuinely, this is like war a trophy <laughs> energy. That we had teams that were worthy of winning the league, right? It just in terms of the the consistent output we had with Poch over that two year period was phenomenal. It was just incredible, and the, the team itself was outstanding and probably one of the. One of the, I mean, there's, there's a lot of best Premier League teams ever, but obviously we're never going to be included in any of those lists because we didn't actually win. You know, finishing runners up, yeah, and 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 third is not going to, you know, I'm not asking for silver off the back of this, but what I'm saying is, the 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 actual gap nowadays, even with the City and Chelsea's, was still quite close. So without them. I'm sure we would have been successful. So this thing about Enoch, 20 years, one trophy, I think it, it, it's colourfully, 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 is that even pronounced correctly? It's just it's just exaggerated. I'll, I'll go with that instead. It's just exaggerated in against Levy and what the club have done. If you kind of strip everything back and just, because we've gone over it so many times, the amount of semi-finals and finals we've got to that we haven't won, we have been in those positions. Sure, if we had a bit more depth, we might have, got across the line whatever football sometimes doesn't go your way you know it's just the way it is but if you then look at everything else that's been done um the benchmark is now set especially with what's happening this summer because what we're saying is we've got the billion pound football stadium we've got the the state-of-the-art training facility we've got all the infrastructure going. We've got all the the kind of outside revenue streams, let alone the match day revenue streams that are going to eclipse practically all the other teams in the Premier League. Fair, we do not boss anywhere near the domination other clubs have abroad where a lot of the money comes in. I get that. So we're lagging a little bit in certain quarters. But the point is, we have that foundation now. And and it, whether it just happened overnight or whether it was just a gradual and it's and it's open doors or or whether the pandemic kind of held us back and and you know until until now to be able to kind of again flick that switch. The fact is we've done it, and everything around the club is is positive momentum. And you, when you do compare us to them, not down the road, ignoring 
what should be really important winning winning cups but if you look at arsenal again this is not insight this is just reality they won those fa cups in recent years but what did that do for them like it hasn't changed anything because they're quite obsessive about being a big team and challenging for big trophies constantly that's what they want because they hark back to arsene wenger you know because that's the identity that they they have as a football club is just based on him um, they don't know how to behave otherwise. And maybe they've been humbled in, in the last few seasons and they've started to enjoy football a little bit more, but they're still entitled pricks. I mean, they, they always will be because they still bang on about what they did 20-odd years ago. But everything around that club is is, is stagnation. You know, just in, in terms of them building it, moving in, expecting a tricky five to ten years but not actually making those moves forward. Like you think if you're such a big club, why aren't you competing against Chelsea and City when it comes to signing players? Like what, what there's obviously something missing here because you're saying you're this super club and you're bigger than Tottenham and there's no doubt that the name's bigger. But where, where's the evidence in that? Winning a couple of cups and having Jack Wilshire take to the mic on top of an open bus is not, for me, that's just fucking redundant bullshit. It doesn't mean... It's a bit of banter. You had your day out. What has it changed about your football club? Spurs are, are a paradox because he, I shouldn't be able to say any of this because we haven't won anything recently. But yet we still reach out to the stars and you have a fan base that for the most part believe that we can we can get our hands on them and that's the energy we have right now and it's not it's not us getting giddy or happy clappy it's actually quite pragmatic football progression from top to bottom you know they said they were going to get players in for Conte they, they Conte wanted us to match his energy but I think you have to you have to stop for a minute and stop Stop thinking that Conte's bigger than than Tottenham. He's not. Tottenham's a fuck. He's a fucking football club. It's a massive football club, millions of football supporters. It doesn't matter what Conte's won and what he's done. He fits into Tottenham right now. You know that's this, the way this I is see. This the one it. thing I maintain is that as much as I, I understood, you can understand what he was pissed off about, but it did get to a point with me with him where it was just like, I think he needs to open his eyes and realize he's actually onto a good thing as well here. You know, because people people weren't banging down his door. United passed up on him. Madrid passed up on him. You know, he was in the wilderness a bit. He had those question marks over his temperament, his kind of last ability at a big club. We took a punt on him as much as he did yeah. on us. You know, yeah. and yeah, it's it's Agreed. bearing fruit for everybody now. You know, it's great. So I I don't you know I've I've had a bit a bit of the oh you still hating Conte stuff. I've never particularly hated him. And I still stand by a lot of what I did say about him. Most pretty and much it's everything fine. I said about him, you know, I'm not. It's just it's some fine big gotcha, to be that like that. I mean? Yeah, exactly. It's not. I think. I think the problem is that people are obsessed about wanting to be right all the all the time about everything, or have their kind of long-standing um, agenda. Not agenda. That's not the right word, is it? They're just long-standing opinions and perspectives, and they don't want to let go of it. It's like, well. Yeah, okay. I mean, we're doing well so far, but let's wait and see if we spend the whole war chest. Because otherwise, why do we have 150 million if we're not spending all of it? And it's like these really kind of weird, not very balanced kind of arguments and, and scenarios people put themselves in. Um, and that don't doesn't really make sense. Like in terms of you're not focusing on actually what actually matters. Tottenham winning games and Tottenham being decent and and competitive. 
You know, like it shouldn't be about your own vanity and ego. No. And fair enough, I might go the other way too far. Like love all our signings, you know, back back everyone. We, you know, and you know, I backed AVB for fuck's sake. I've even backed Mourinho momentarily for half the season. So, like, I'm not saying I get things right, but I think in the moment, if we're going to bang on about Spurs having to behave like a big club and they start doing that, then everybody should really just tune into that. Do you know what I mean? And just yep. and just be patient. We know often football does not go the way that you think it's going to go based on why are we buying a, a forward player from a team that nearly got relegated that doesn't score more than 13 goals a season. This is bullshit. This is your problem. It's not Tottenham's problem. You know, at the end of the day, we bought two players in January, both got dismissed out of hand because people don't like Paratici and the whole what's he cooking memes. And both players were pretty fundamental in us qualifying for the Champions League. So, so this is my point. We we think we know everything. We don't. And often you have to sit back. Uh, hopefully with a cigar, puffing on a cigar, but you have to sit back and let things play out. You don't have to predict everything or think that you know everything. Uh, and this is just personal philosophy. You know, you can do football the way you want to do it. Um, and you can criticise me uh, because I'll probably criticise you. If, do you know what I mean? It's just part it's part and parcel of what we do in it mm. you know um it's a game of football for fuck's sake they kick they kick a ball about for a bit so <laughs> we're gonna find things to talk about and we're gonna find ways of testing our beliefs you know because someone might say something and you might change your opinion and that's good you know that's why it's it's a beautiful game and and, and a beautiful way of uh conversing with people and but I'm hyped, man. I've got a season ticket again. So that shows you how committed I am to to Spurs and what we're going to do this season. You know, uh, another thing I was thinking about is that like, it's very easy to kind of lose sight of the effect that fans have on this type of stuff. Because, you know, we, we talk yeah. about this, we sort of kind of make fun of ourselves as being the, you know, the sort of Dell boy next year is our year type thing we've always had that like it, that was probably more of a meme like late 90s in the noughties that's kind of what people always used to say to me at school well, next year's Tottenham's year next year will be millionaires type thing um but I think we've always sort of held on to that we've always had the you know to dare us to do it. it's the motto of the club and everything and ultimately you know most weeks pretty much every week every game whether it was the old White Hart Lane or it's the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, whether it's yeah. uh, kind of a, a Europa Conference League game, the stadium sells out. You know, the fans are always there. We believe in it. We, you know, buy the shirts. We buy into the kind of the, the vision, the dream that maybe one day we get to ram it down everyone else's throat. And the club don't progress in the way that they do if the fans don't believe in that. So, you know, we we give ourselves a lot of stick and we kind of, we're, we're up for kind of the being kind of self-depreciating and everything like that. But yeah, 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 for sure. You know, if you build it, they will come. You know, it's... It, yeah, exactly. This, this, basically, what I'm saying is where we are now, all this stuff doesn't happen if you don't want it to. If you just tell yourself forever that... You know, we're never going to be anything. We're never, whatever. You know, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. 
Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. I think this sort we're of nihilistic kinda... take on everything, you know. Yeah, I mean, I, I get, I get the perspective that, you know, all this stuff I've been talking about, like behave like a big club, like go out and just do do what you need to do, pay the extra five million here, get this, do what you need to do to get the players in, and 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 you know what people have been saying is that we have been a big club if you look at it on a financial uh, uh, kind of perspective, and but we haven't been behaving off the back of that financial, all the numbers and the, the income and the rest of it. Now, I'm not going to, again, I'm not going to pretend I understand all those numbers because I don't. I mean, I could read, um, who's it, that Swiss guy, uh, uh, Swiss, Swiss Ramble. Ramble yep. You know, I, I could, you know, I could read the articles about this and, but, and it bores me to be fair because it's not, it's not what I want to be focused on, but I do get it. We've got the, most expensive season tickets and we've got this we've got that and maybe that's a that's there's reasons behind that as well we've got a lot of people that would that quite happily pay those those uh season ticket renewals every every, every season you know clearly, in the most expensive yeah, I mean. seats you know we've got those exec box so we, we we there's an industry there that we are going to take advantage of the same way that we use our, our stadium for boxing nfl uh music concerts and the rest of it you know what happens at, at Tottenham on on a on a day that Spurs aren't playing there is just again irrelevant to me. If the money's going back into the club to support what happens on the football pitch, then then fine. That's that's you know you bang on about wanting to pay extra or in wages and transfer fees. Then we're finally seeing that, and 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 maybe we have been a bit petulant or entitled, thinking that well we've built this stadium now we should be. We should have all the riches in the world, and it, and it it wasn't the case. Whereas now, for the reasons that the club have given, I guess, and 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 the match day revenue that's now pouring in, we're in a posi- position where we can finally flex. But that is the benchmark. So when when you do do a comparison to Arsenal, it's just in terms of how you, I'm feeling compared to how they're feeling. Mm. I'm I'm genuinely saying that I, I'm I'm positive for the, for for the future that I'm hyped that I I don't think Spurs can go back on any of this now they can't whereas I think with them they might have their principles in the right place you know that, that kind of marble halls where the the connoisseurs of football it's a bit Tory, bollocks it, it massively and but they haven't got every everything else right because again 
their fan base have never really had an identity. They were given an, an, an identity by Arsene Wenger. And the remnants of that is what pulls them down, that kind of petulant, this is what we want, this is what Arsenal Football Club is. They should they should also be able to reboot themselves, whereas they're very, 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 very fragile in, in, in that way. And we're seeing the very worst of it on social media, obviously. I'm not all gooners are, are that disturbed. But it, it, you can see, you can see the difference in the two clubs. They're, I think they're boring, boring Arsenal, aren't they? That's what they are. You know, that's, that was their identity. I mean, yeah. I mean, you can argue that you know that's been and gone now, and and they've, they've got um, new standards. The same way that we have standards, you know, in terms of what we expect from our from our teams and our players. But you're right. What you said about the fan base wanting it. You know, we've always, we've always wanted it. You go back to the nineties and that kind of next season meme. Most of the time, we had no chance next season or the no. season after that. But but and and but it was this belief that at some point things will fall into place, it, and it's that that dr- drives the club forward because we could easily, easily have fallen back in the way that Forest have or Derby or any other massive massive club or to a lesser Even degree. Villa or Everton. It, it's, thank you. I was going to say Everton yeah. is a perfect example of a team that was bossing the 80s you know they, they were competing and winning league titles and and they and, and they were still competing under David Moyes but they kind of they've just fallen apart and financially they're a fucking mess so Spurs have always retained that we are a big club but they've retained that because of the fan base because the fan base are so loyal and and, and we are very quietly obsessive about wanting to win things and wanting to be competitive. And, and and yeah, we have a history of winning a couple of things every decade and only having the 80s and the 60s really to say that we, we were, you know, we were we had something very special during those time periods. But other than that, we've just been, we, we have been a team that, that's always had fair, flair players, always played the best football, but just a kind of soft, kind of underbelly that you know that meant that we were never taken seriously uh, and that's changed in the last 10 15 years but now there's an extra level to that that we need to that we need to sort of uh step up to um and we're doing that mate we're doing that you can see it with the transfers this this summer you know and we haven't even had an announcement from Conte yet have we they're like leaving that towards the end the end when he's back I get well next week when pre-season kicks off or the week after, whenever it is, you know, just to get Conte's uh, kind of um, cherry on top of this this summer cake that we're all munching on. It's oh, it's pretty mad, mate. It is pretty mad to see just like I say, just how dross we were. Like I say, you know, this is somebody that, as I was sort of saying, the period in which I was growing up, I never expected to ever see Tottenham play in a Champions League, let alone get there consistently and get to a final, you know, to play, to play Liverpool in a Champions League final is pretty mental. And yeah, you know, the, <laughs> we did, we went on the right side of it, but still in it to win it. Um, let's, uh, let's, let's get a bit more granular, mate, into, yeah, yeah, go for it. Into some of the signings we've made because I haven't spoke, had a chance to speak about any of them yet. Um, I mean, we'll go, we'll go with Perisic first of all, because, 
it's kind of it's it's it went a bit under the radar. It's almost been forgotten about now. Aside for like you say, in that kind of rivals meme, they've signed a clapped out old man, whatever. I mean, <laughs> if you if you saw that video of even Perisic and his medical, and you want to say that's <laughs> that's a clapped out old man, mate. I would I wouldn't mind. I mean, I'm sort of you know. <laughs> I'm only a couple mad, of years, I'm it? only a few years older than him, mate, and he's you know, exactly. He, has, he hasn't got he hasn't got the face of Ronaldo, <laughs> but you know his his physique isn't far off, mate. The lad is an absolute machine. Um, Some players can keep going. I mean, you look at Luka Modric. You know, there's 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 probably dozens of examples of players that are just physically fit and still at, uh, can compete at a very Jim, high Jim level. Defoe was going until he was what nearly forty. You know. Yeah, it's uh, that that doesn't matter. The 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 his ability and experience is 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 the reason why this transfer works. You know, it's you have got to look at every transfer and and not look at it as you know is this a marquee ticks all the boxes that you're not necessarily caring about, but you you want to be able to count all the all the arguments that might come your way from rival fans. I don't fucking care about rival fans. If Arsenal had signed him or any other club had signed him, I mean, look, can he get into any of the other top four or five teams in the country? Uh, he probably could. Yeah. I mean, maybe, maybe not City. I mean, it really depends on, on you know... You could still a make a case question, it, though, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. He, the, the, Him being 33 years old is completely irrelevant to me. He's fit doesn't get injured often although I think he might have a knock at the minute if I remember correctly but such a shrewd signing and and again if if you're going to moan that he's a free you should celebrate that that we've managed to bring him in and and he's he's coming to a Conte team it's not like William uh going to Arsenal and and like almost a retirement home you know, at that point, because they, 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 the culture of comfort is very strong at the Emirates in just in terms of, in terms of paying players a lot of money to not then do much, you know, whereas at, under Conte, you, you, you're going to, and, and, and Perisic is basically a player that doesn't need encouraging or encouragement, you know, he, he, it's not like you, you need to worry about his commitment to well, the call. This so. is it, you, there's very little you need to worry. I mean, He's the type of player, right? We get to a big game this year, a semi-final, dare I say a final, or just the latter stages of a Champions League game, a big, you know, one of the big European clubs away. You're not going to be worried as to whether or not even Perisic is nervous about the game, are you? Do you know what I mean? And it's it's that it's that type of mentality that clearly exactly. Conte wants. That he wants exactly. to. He's he's a, he's coming in straight away as a senior member of the team you know senior member of the team that's won stuff he's won the lot and again this is the type of signing we've been calling we've every single Tottenham podcast has spoken about Nabet's influence on Ledley King and Ledley King how much he speaks about that you know it's 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 leadership exactly it's it's leadership and and that fuck you attitude towards losing football games you know often last season we we showed moments of fragility and, and we kind of like it was like this collective <sighs> that the team did and, and, and then we'd lose a game or concede or whatever and, and, and Conte would bang on about that. It's just it's that belief 
that that comes in when people buy into the tactics and the manager and the football. But then you need to consolidate that. And you do that by having other players come into the team uh, that have that experience. And he does. So um, top signing. I mean, you can't, you can't dispute that. You really can't dispute that. I mean, yeah, like you're saying about the leadership and the sign, everything like that. We've, we've seen it in, let's say, like, you know, even in the, the Leicester year. There were, there were times like that, had we a couple more leaders in that team, I dare say we, we might have been able to catch Leicester, you know? In, there were a few games in there, you know, the, the Olympic Stadium, even playing Leicester themselves at home, where it was just lacking. And this is a, this is a sort of kind of the place that we need to be. Well, it's clearly what Conte is looking at. It's clearly what he's identified. It's to be fair to him, it's what Mourinho identified as well when he came in. So, yeah, he brought in players like Hoybier, who, for all his sort of faults, is you know he's got that sort of bite in him. He's got that kind of he's got leadership qualities essentially, doesn't he? So, it's just a shame he can't pass the football. But um, <laughs> <laughs> Fraser Forster, I mean, we don't need to say too much on that. It's backup keeper, but it's good. Yeah, you know, yeah. I'm happy with it. It's it's solid. Yeah. He's a solid kind of keeper. Yeah, I mean, long term, we need to we need to look at who's going to replace Hugo. But obviously, that's that's a longer term project for Paratici and. Uh, the, the, and, and and the rest of the scouting team, I, I guess. After last season, though, the urgency on that has has dissipated somewhat because to me, to me, like that's Hugo's best ever season for Tottenham last season. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah, unbelievable. He's just, he's just he's fine wine, isn't it? He's, he's gone up levels, and shouldn't be a massive surprise. We, we're talking about kind of players, their careers. I do think we collectively, like you say again, the royal we football fans, people in general. I think we are having to reframe our kind of point of reference as to where people are at at certain ages. We, we, this is even outside of sport, I think, kind of nowadays. Like, you know, my, my old man just turned 70, but he, does, he doesn't look like what I would imagine a 70, what I grew up seeing a 70-year-old look like. Do you know what I mean? And other people are like, I see of like varying ages. I'm like, well, it shouldn't be a, shouldn't be a massive surprise. Medicine's getting better. Diets are getting better. You know that type of thing. Well, so, yeah, we're more comfortable nowadays, I guess. Generally speaking, for the most part, you know, it's it's and it it, it only stands to reason that this is going to apply to footballers, right? They, <laughs> their careers are getting longer. You know, I think all the top goals. Look at someone like Benzema. He's getting better and better and better as he gets older. Yeah. He's looking after himself more, and as a result, he's getting better. So this is why you know Harry Kane can go for years. You know, we're going to see. Someone like Hugo Lloris, who probably is peaking now as a goalkeeper, and mm. long may it continue. Because you know, for a while I was starting to worry about that one, but now is to me even his distribution's getting better. You know, that's all you need to say. Um, Bissouma. Now, I mean, we. I don't want to go too much into it, but let's just say it's, it's a relief that uh, the obviously he's the charges or I'm I'm not in I'm not look don't don't come at me I'm not entirely sure what the whole legal thing is the charges have either been dropped or they've been dismissed I'm not 100% on what it is but I'm glad that's not hanging over it I'm not saying I I'm totally understanding of the fact that many cases such as this if somebody has done something wrong the perpetrator they often don't get caught out it's shit for women nine times out of ten. Yeah, it's... I understand that, but... you, you know. I don't think anyone can... 
everyone can have an opinion on on this. We don't. We obviously don't know the truth for starters, and there's obviously systems in place for the truth to be confirmed and investigated, and and, and for people to be charged and prosecuted and the rest of it. Okay, and, and you're right. If sometimes things don't turn out the way they should, and people that are guilty of crimes get away with them and so on and there's all this kind of kind of moral things around should Spurs be going anywhere near someone that was involved in these type of investigations uh but then there's also the counterpoint you know there are people that are caught up in things and they're 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 innocent or they're not guilty of of, of what again it's even me talking about it now it sounds messy right because I'm not trying to defend him and I'm not trying to attack him what I would say is maybe as a football club we should have gone in. We should have confirmed the signing or gone in for him after the the kind of the legal announcement that he, you know, it's it appears to be done and dusted in terms of that he's not involved in the investigation anymore. Um, and then it would have been a, a slightly more not a less controversial signing um, because because it's difficult, man. You want to you know start talking about a footballer and be excited about a footballer. And you're thinking, should I be talking about this person in this way because of something else that's happening? So it does make it tricky for us. It does. But we've all got to move on now, surely. Um, we can still say that, that Spurs maybe misstepped a little bit if you just want to consider everyone and the most important people in the, in this case is any potential victim and and, and yeah. obviously what it looks like for for women and and and, and the fan base ge- generally the the fan base but there's it, it's messy right it is messy and I, and I, I think having this conversation is probably an easier thing to do in a group of people when you're sat around them in a in a pub maybe and you can you you can really sort of get into the details of it we need to move on now and and just purely as a as 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 a, as a football player, as a as a midfielder, he's one of the best in the country. Um, I mean, it's, it's unbelievable. It's it's it's, it's a, almost feels like it's not gone under the radar, but we're not appreciating this. But, but as again, much it as kind of probably, has, right? Yeah, he's almost like the heir apparent to sort of N'Golo Kante, someone like that. Potentially, you know, he's potentially, yeah, for sure. It's it really could be a. Tr- I mean. One of my colleagues is a is a Brighton fan, and he's just you know, his his whole he's gutted that, he, that he's gone, but he's also I've, I just think he's quite understanding of where Brighton are at and everything like that. Um, and his, his the point he's just hammering home is that we haven't seen half of it yet. He's just like he's going to be a monster player for you. He's going to be so good, and at that level, he'll he'll take to it, and he's just going to shine. And it's, I don't know. We you know, needed you know, like, this, like, man. Like... We needed this extra, this kind of, again, this kind of cons- consolidation. Just this almost studs on the ball. Like we're going to boss this period of time in the game. That type of energy that I think we've lacked again. I think some players are so comfortable in what the discipline is. Um, and 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 make so little errors, and 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 therefore so productive with ball at feet, protecting the ball, and 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 and, and kind of graft into what the the manager wants. It again, it's it comes down to not just signing someone who 
who's fit for purpose, but signing someone who excels at that particular jo- job. Do you know what I mean? That role, that responsibility. Um, huge, huge signing for us. I mean, I don't know what you think about the the lack of creativity just in terms of an Ericsson type of player in the middle of the park. But often you have to fall back to Conte's tactics being about position, positioning and being in certain areas of the pitch at certain transitions. So you, you, the creativity is almost born out of how the team pushes forward in, in an attack rather than it being down to, you know, someone pinging a, 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 a disguised ball diagonal across the midfield. We, we, we've got players that can do that anyway as well. So in, in an eye test kind of way, he, uh, he does seem like a, he seems like the kind of the Victor Wanyama type player who gets reduced to, and I mean, there's probably other factors influencing this type of rhetoric, but still he gets reduced to being that kind of midfield battering ram type thing. But Victor Wanyama was a, he was a player, you know, like he, he could sort of, he could dribble around players and pick out a good pass. And Basuma seems to have a bit of that in his locker, you know? Yeah, so yeah. I don't think he's a completely uncreative. I'm sure there'll be stats to say that he's not. It's a cursed position. Yeah. No. Because of Wanyama, Palacios, Sandro, they seem to have a very yeah. short-lived career at Spurs for, maybe for unfortunate reasons. footballer they are, though, you know? Cause yeah, yeah. It's, you know, you, you are seeing even somebody like the aforementioned N'Golo Kante, his career is sort of seemingly getting cut a bit short because of injury or just not being able to maintain it. You know, there's there's a funny mixed... To, to, to somebody who I see as honestly just being one of the best players that's ever played in the Premier League, there's still a funny mixed reaction to him from even Chelsea fans, you know. Um, but yeah, I mean, Basuma, it's... To sort of the point you were making on Twitter, I think you were sort of getting into one with somebody who was like bemoaning the lack of kind of ambition in signing exciting young players and kind of including Basuma within that sort of lack of ambition. Like the guy's 25. Like he's not a completely known quantity yet. Like this is a player that's making his step up now. You know, it it would have been like, it would have been like a United fan saying of Michael Carrick back when they signed him from us. Yeah, 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 exactly. Oh, is is this it? It would have been like a Madrid fan saying that of signing Luka Modric. Well, well, they did. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, to be fair, yeah, yeah, you're right. You got me there. Worst signing in in La Liga, which is just like fucking ridiculous He's gone on to be, what, let's be honest, (laughs) one of the, if not the best midfielder ever. You know, (laughs) it's... It's It's mad. It's really quite astonishing. But, you know, come on, let's, let's not pretend we know exactly who or what Basuma is and what his ceiling is yet because, you know, that's just, it's it's not true. It's not true. Not everybody needs to be 21 and from a league outside of the Premier League for them to still be, for there still to be an unknown quality about it. You know, mm. it's, let's just get real about it. It's an exciting signing and I think everybody has every right to kind of hope for a lot from that. Um, now, obviously the big one today, Richie Richarlison, Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna be completely honest about this, mate. Like I have never, when we were linked with him when he was back at Watford, I was not a massive fan. I was kind of like, well, you know, bit of a Carlos kicker ball for one of a better term. At Everton, I've not really paid him much notice at all until I, I think one of the main things I've sort of sat up and sort of thought fair play to the lad was this season them fighting relegation, him pretty much. Digging, he you know, 
Let's be honest, a player like Richarlison, Everton could have got relegated. He knows another club would have bought him at the end of the season. He knows that Tottenham or you know anybody, any other club in the Premier League would have bought Richarlison. It had yeah, agreed, gone down, agreed. Right, there was no need for him to kind of carry the club on his back if he didn't give a shit. If he didn't have personal pride, number one, but if he didn't give a shit about the club that he was playing for, and. It seems over the past years he's really, really built a bond with those Everton fans. It doesn't seem disingenuous that a lot of them seem. Oh, they love him, gutted. and he loves them. Yeah, yeah. he's like yeah. their son. Do you know what I mean? That's what he comes across to me as in like their yeah. kind of their, the really the sort of the I don't know, just the personality of the club. You know, we all love Harry Kane, but Son feels more like our mate. Do you know what I mean? He feels like the guy <laughs> that we really love and really loves us, and it, it just seemed like they had that type of relationship with him, but. That that mentality that he's kind of shown this year um, sort of started to win me over to him. And then when I saw we were linked with him, I wasn't overly excited. But at the same time, I was like, you know what? This, it makes sense. Like, it, it makes sense because he can, he can probably cover those wide positions at the top. And he can probably cover Harry Kane as well at the top. So we've got, we've, he's, he's a sort of, he's a utility player. He's got a great mentality. We know that Conte wants to bring in personalities like that. And if we're talking about kind of the wider perception of the club, we're talking about the, the like I say, just the PR battle, as it were. You buy, you're buying Brazil's first choice strike. Like Tottenham Hotspur going into a World Cup have bought Brazil's first choice striker. Like, again, if we're talking about where the club were when I was growing up or probably throughout history to where we are now it's this is us effectively getting Rivaldo do you know what I mean this is this is we're, we're the club that does it now we're not the club that gets the nice letter anymore we're the one getting we're getting <laughs> Brazil's number nine you know and it's it's the more and more it's looked like it's become a reality the actually more and more I'd be getting excited about and we, yeah his numbers and stuff are good like Nathan um Nathan A. Clark doesn't need any introduction does he now but he posted a thing, you know, one of his little pie chart web things that I've probably really completely done him dirty there, but I haven't meant to. But it, <laughs> those web things that he does where he shows the kind of the, the stats all laid out in that sort of clear fashion, showing like this is a player that is getting nothing from the team around him, but is trying his best. And you could just see it, you know, like passes received was low, kind of the passes that he's given were low, but everything his pressure his kind of shots it's all up there you know and this is this is it this is why you can't just look at him and go well i mean you can obviously people are doing this it's not we can do better we can sign someone better we can spend the money and and often it's like well who who is it that you think is would be better in in this particular scenario because a lot of the players that always kind of fall into the bracket of of exciting are players that you've never actually seen play that play in Italy or Spain because for some reason, oh, they must be good if they're playing for this particular club and they're worth 60, 70 million, we should be bidding for them. It's like, what's his name? Is it Martinez that Arsenal wanted to sign? I don't know. They all blend into I might be getting the names mixed up here because I'm not really a, a, um, a correspondent for Italian football. Um, but this is my point. I, I can't even remember the geezer's name, but he's highly rated striker. There are many highly rated strikers in world football. 
Can they play across the three positions? Are they willing to sit on the bench for Tottenham? Are they willing to graft to become possibly a Harry Kane replacement in the seasons to come? I'm not even entirely convinced he's on the bench, mate, either. If I'm being brutally honest, well, well, well this is it. But this, this is this is the type of energy that Spurs need as well. We need to have players that aren't necessarily benched footballers, but they're, but they're part of a team that can compete, rotate, and and actually have players make the position their, their, their own. And if you've got someone that is then benched as a consequence of that, they have to fight back. If you've got that kind of competitive energy at a football club, you're doing the right thing because then you can't tell the difference between starting 11 players and bench players, which will make Saturdays and, and, and early weekend days really interesting when people are trying to guess the starting team based on the fact that we might have enough quality to, to truly make changes and rest players but not have any detrimental impact on the football and the pressure that we put on the the, the opposing team and him in, in particular those stats that you reference and, and 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 perhaps some some of the underwhelming emotions some people have for him because he's not like a sexy signing well he should be because he's he like you said he leads the, the front line for brazil okay you can argue that brazil might lack certain quality of of, of rivaldo's standards you know in in modern football but he's still playing for Brazil. He's still a talent. He played in a. He's played in several really poor Everton sides, and one managed by Frank Lampard. I mean, fucking hell! You you know you have to be something special to be able to to get on the back end of a of, of a ball, uh, you know, and, and put it in the back of the net. His work ethic is is, is something. Uh, work ethic is something that we would we would have looked at. You know, we're not just signing players on. On kind of without a lack of data, without a lack of analysis, without a lack of, can he do A, B and C? Can In this scenario, can he do this? What would his output potentially be if he if he played in this position? And they've done all that. And, and the, we need players that are hungry, dare I say a little bit arrogant, self-confident. Um, perhaps, you know, we've got work to do with his diving antics and, and then perhaps we have work to do with his general um uh supposed colorful personality but you know Deli Ali had a colorful personality and, and we kind of sort of perhaps muted him a little bit too much you know when you look at people like Gerard who was always a bit feisty there's there's certain things Rooney. that the club yeah Rooney is well, there's there's loads of examples there's loads of players that the the, the they are who they are. Gascoigne, you know, they are who they are because of who they are. It's just got to embrace that. And I think we've done it with this player. We are buying, like, again, I think you, you probably said this, we're buying players from other teams. Yeah, Everton were almost relegated. But he's coming to Tottenham. And yeah, he could sit on the bench or start, you know. And, and, and because of the quality around him, his own ability will be amplified. Um, and that's a big. It's it's a big thing. He's twenty five. He's young. He's young. He's as young. Well. Exactly. He's young. He's still got. You know, his capacity to 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 improve further is he's quick, unlimited. He's physically at this point. big. He's strong. You know, he's strong. Uh, just there's a lot. Like I say, because I'm not going to pretend like I was buzzing straight away. But it's the more and more I've thought the about it, and the same. About it, I'm, exactly. I'm suddenly really excited about it because, like you say, I think there's probably that part of me. It's like, oh, you know, we've had like. Jao Felix kind of 
dangled under our nose and all this type of stuff. But you're like, but you know, we've we've done this we've done this one before. We've done the kind of buying the let's take a punt on a big kind of fairly unknown quantity. You know, Chow Felix would carry with it a bit of a gamble, but if it pays off, you know, this, See, this is, is former star boy and all this, but. Richarlison, it's just, it's doing what what we've seen Liverpool do the past few years. I'm sure Liverpool fans weren't fucking celebrating in the streets when they signed Diogo Jota from Wolves. But, but what a signing. Exactly. You know, what a he's, signing. He's in goals, a better team. You know? You know? And in someone like Richarlison, if we're adding 15, 20 goals a season and five, six assists, if not more on top of that, across all competitions... It's Moneyball, you know? Well, that's, that's, that's Champions League again next season, potentially. And, I, I know we're, we're, we're being silly here with, with, with this, but you're right. You know, if you, if you, if you, if you make the capacity to, to score and assist higher by the sheer quality and options that you have, you're not going to burn out. You, you know, you can rotate without losing momentum. It's, it's all the right things. And the energy Spurs have had is, like I said earlier in this pod, it's what we've asked we've asked them to do. Now you might not be happy. You might think there's a better player out there, but I, I'd wager that Conte, Paratici, and and the the Tottenham staff, the coaches, the people that do the data analysis, are in a better position to make that decision than, than me and you. We might have opinions on buying players with longevity. You know, oh, what happens when Conte leaves in two seasons? Well, if he's won us the league in that time, I think. I don't honestly give a shit about what happens after that because we're in a completely different position as a football club. And and then it's not saying that we, we are not going to buy players for the future. Or we're not going to buy players that need a little bit more work. I mean, I don't know what's going on with Spence. One minute, he's practically about to sign the next. It sounds like all the talk today is that he's on his way for a medical. So. Yeah, I'm, uh, yeah, I mean, I've seen some counter art- articles, but again, it's just, it, it's noise. It, I pay way too much attention to all that when I when I promise myself not to. But the the point is, we're still making. We got Saar coming in as well, mate. You know. Yeah, I mean, not had a great season by all accounts, but then again, I think the you know, um, I don't think his team has done particularly well. So he's at uh, Leon, wasn't he? Leon. So, yeah. No, uh, no, no, he wasn't. I don't think he was. Mets. See, look at this football knowledge. Join my uh, Patreon spooky in purgatory. Even yeah. Longley, you know, more, people are getting... More are not, I don't really know anything about Longley, but are we not at the place now where you know, Ben Tanker and Kulisevsky were both shit on paper, apparently, and look what happened. You know, so maybe we're just assembling something. You, know, you can't just look at how a player has played in one system and, you know, write them off. Frederick, Frederick Canute looked bang average at Tottenham. And then went on to Sevilla and became one of Europe's best strikers for a while. Yeah, so, it's phenomenal. You know, oh, uh, Saar was at Mets, by the way. I just Mets. had to look that up. Yeah, um, but you're right. You know, it, it's the point is again, it just comes down really to the real basic fundamentals of you know, we now have something that we haven't had for years. We have we have a backup. We have someone that can play across the front three because that's how we choose to play, um, and we might even have. Troy Parrott on the bench. I don't know. Maybe we'll send him out on loan again. Uh, but the point is, Spurs are far more robust in those areas. And we've still got to sort the defence out and potentially buy another midfielder. Do you know what I'm saying? There's yep. still, you know, you, you're going to end up doing another pod, you know, like 
four weeks away from this one where you're going to be talking about another maybe two or three more players four more players maybe even um uh, holy shit we're excited now i can't even imagine what we're going to be like just before the season kicks off A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com.